Hey girl, welcome to the Guide Girl Goals Podcast, where we are committed to helping believers like you reach their goals by including God in the process. On this podcast, we share valuable resources, talk about biblical stories, scriptures, and relatable experiences to help you go deeper in your relationship with God. If you are looking for a podcast that breaks down the word of God in an easy and understandable way, then this podcast is for you. Be sure to stay tuned into this week's episode to hear what we talk about next. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to another podcast episode. I am your host, Ivrian Haley, and thank you for joining me for yet another podcast episode. I am so thankful that we made it to another week, and I pray that God has been revealing new things to you. I pray that he is guiding you in your business, your career, relationships, goals, and that you're continuing to put your faith in him in this new month, the month of new opportunities, okay? We are claiming it this season. So speaking of revelation, I was at my friend's brother's house this weekend and he has a bird or a parrot. I'm calling it a parrot. So he has a parrot and normally this parrot is in his cage with the door closed, but this time the cage was wide open. So as I was sitting there watching the bird, I was honestly expecting the bird to fly out, but it didn't. Then suddenly y'all, God gave me this podcast episode. He gave me this podcast episode about bondage. I mean, this bird had an opportunity to roam freely around, but because he was so used to being in the cage, he didn't. And it reminded me of how we are as Christians when we stay in bondage for so long and God gives us opportunities or bring people in our lives to help set us free, to break every chain, but we can't because we are so used to being in that stuck place. We are so used to operating in sin or we may not know how to be released from bondage. So why do we live in bondage and how to be set free from bondage and what it's actually costing you is what we're going to discuss on this episode. So this will be a note-taking episode. Grab your pen, grab your paper because I want to tackle this subject of bondage because you cannot truly receive all that God has for you if you're stuck in a place that God never intended for you to be. And your bondage may be the very reason why you're backsliding and you feel like your relationship isn't growing or you may feel like nothing's moving, like there's no healing taking place. We can't talk about accomplishing goals and being successful if we don't know how to move past those things that are actually hindering our success. So jumping into today's episode, let's discuss what spiritual bondage is. Spiritual bondage is anything that keeps you from being fully submitted and or committed to God. This could be your family, your friends, career, sin, and even religion. And sin is a big one that we all struggle with, even if you are a Christian, and especially if you're a new believer or was a new believer, because let's face it, once you decide to give your life to God and renew your spirit, all your problems and your strongholds don't just go away instantly. After being baptized, yes, you feel great. You feel awesome. You feel like I can accomplish the world. God, I'm on your side. God, is just me and you. But afterwards, you may find yourself still backsliding on some things that you told God that you were going to give up. And I want to give some transparency into this situation because I feel like when we become save, save, as some people may say, we don't like to discuss the difficulties we face in our journey. 
People only like to speak of where they're headed and not what they've been through. But if you know me, I am an open book and I don't mind telling my story. And if you've listened to a previous episode, I am sure you've heard me speak about this. But for so long, I was in bondage to sex. It was so hard to let that thing go after I decided to get baptized and give my life to God. Whew, y'all. I would tell God I wasn't going to do it anymore And then I would do it. And that's because I was so used to doing it that I didn't see anything wrong with it until I began to study who God was. I was so used to my sin that it was normal until I was set free. And that is how a lot of us view what we are in bondage to. We see it as something that's normal. So we don't think that there is an issue. But as I was studying spiritual bondage, religion was also addressed as well, which I think is very important for this episode. And so what I was reading talked about how we can be so bound to what our walk as a Christian should look like. We think we have to pray a certain number of minutes or hours, read or remember a specific number of scriptures, talk a certain way, just all these things that tend to make some Christians glorify the religion more instead of glorifying God. And my prophet is always says, don't be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good, which is a well-known proverb. But to me, that means don't be so focused on spiritual and eternal things that you forget about the work that God needs you to do for his kingdom in the world. But I just wanted to throw that in there because I know that when we talk about spiritual bondage, we always address sin, but we don't address those things such as religion. And God says, you know, be in the world, but not of the world. So make sure that you are still doing the work of God on this earth and not being so caught up in what other people are doing or being judgmental towards them. Selfishness is also one of those things or one of those reasons why we experience bondage. We are people who think we know it all and we like to follow our own desires, our own way instead of God's way. But what we must realize is that selfishness prevents us from truly living for God because we begin to place our desires over his. And biblically speaking, we can look at the devil fall from heaven. Perfect example. In the heavens, God made him beautiful. I mean, he had great power and held a high position. But because he was so caught up in his own beauty and power, he began to form his own desires to have a kingdom such as God's, where people would worship him. And he became jealous of God and prideful where he wanted to get the glory instead of God. So due to his rebellion and corruption, God threw him to the earth. And we can also look at Saul, who was also very, very jealous of David to the extreme. Like he really wanted to kill David. So when you're looking at the way others are living their life on social media or the success a fellow Christian may have and you begin to feel jealous, just ask yourself, are you in bondage to selfishness? You should always be keeping your eyes on what God wants for you and for your life versus what you want for you and for your life. Now, let's go a little deeper, y'all. Let's go a little deeper. Next thing that keeps us in spiritual bondage is spoken word curses. So I want y'all to be mindful of what you tell people and be mindful of what you let people speak over you. Because people will say things like, girl, you know you can't afford that. How you gonna get in that school when you don't even meet the requirements? Or they may say things such as, you will never amount to anything. You just like so-and-so. You just like your mama. You just like your daddy. 
etc. Even like the word curses we speak over ourselves. Like I'm so sick and tired. I'm dead. If it ain't one thing, it's another. I feel so unworthy. Like there's life and death in the tongue. There's power in the things that you say. So when you hear people say these things to you, or even if you say these things to yourself, start rebuking those words and replace them with positive words. Don't let people's words take root in your spirit. And when they tell you who you are, I need you to remind them of who you're not. Say, uh-uh, you're not about to speak that over me. I'm claiming victory. I'm claiming righteousness. I'm claiming everything that God has for me. I'm claiming a life that is desirable for God. I'm not about to live this life of poverty. I'm not about to have, you know, a child that's stupid, that's dumb. Like, none of those things. Start speaking and going against those word curses. Another thing is occult practices. So we knowingly, this this one really just, does something to me y'all because we knowingly and unknowingly participate in modern day practices that goes against his word and these things include but are not limited to tarot card readings horoscopes crystals seeking mediums yoga occult books or idols we may have in our homes and all of these things he warns us about in deuteronomy and leviticus now let me just tell y'all i was a person who used to read their horoscopes every day i was like oh my gosh like I am such a Leo. These are the character traits that a Leo has. It fits me so perfectly. How did this app know that it would line up perfectly with my life? Like people really believe in these things. And I was one of those people until I realized that it was not of God. Because in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 9 through 14, it tells us, when you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you, do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. Let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, or casts spells, or who is a medium or spiritist, or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. Because of these detestable practices, the Lord your God will drive out those nations before for you you must be blameless before the lord your god and leviticus chapter 18 verse 27 through 28 also states for all these things were done by the people who lived in the land before you and the land became defiled and if you defile the land it will vomit you out as it vomited out the nations that were before you so that is why it's so important to educate ourselves on what are things of the world versus what are things of the spirit. And those practices that we engage in that we think are so innocent really are not. Like it's demonic. And what ends up happening is that we begin to put our faith and trust in these things and we worship what God created instead of worshiping God himself. And again, God tells us that worship the creator and not the creation. So if you are engaged in any one of these practices and I know that there are many more please do yourself a favor and stop playing around with them because it may be the very reason why what you're seeking God for isn't moving forth last but not least I'm going to speak on generational curses so this is a big one because we talk about it so much in the Christian community but generational curses are negative beliefs sins and negative practices that have been passed down through the bloodline Therefore, it's very important that we break or reverse the curse by addressing our family history and exposing the root cause of where it comes from. And let me tell you, you may have to look down the line three to four generations and ask questions to figure it out. It's a process. It doesn't happen overnight, but you can break it. 
So do not feel like you must stay bound by these curses. Start binding and loosening things in the spirit. Our tongue, y'all, our tongue is one of the most strongest and powerful tools that God gave us to make visions come forth and to cast those negative things into the abyss and even begin to repent on your ancestors' behalf because they knew not what they were doing. So before you go in and you, you're you breaking these generational curses or while you're breaking them, just say, God, I repent for what my cousin did, what my uncle did, what my ancestors did years down the line god i repent for them god and i'm praying right now that this generational curse will end with me it will have no power it will have no dominion over my life moving forward no dominion over my children's lives my children's children's lives it will be stopped i don't know where it came from it but it will be stopped right here right now which this also leads me to my last point how to be set free from bondage Number one, I'm going to give y'all three ways. Number one is binding and loosening. In addition to what I previously stated, bind the enemy tactics that it shall not prevent you from fully accepting and staying committed to God. Because I don't know about y'all, but it seemed like as soon as you begin to start your deliverance process, or maybe you've already been delivered, here the enemy comes trying to raise his head against you to knock you off your track, to set you back. So if you feel that way right now in this moment, speak over yourself that you bind the enemy's distractions, strongholds, and curses, and you loosen a walk with God like no other. That you will not steer to the left, that you will surrender it all to him that you're putting up blocks against the enemy and your mind will be covered. Number two, I want y'all to call that demon by his name so that you can cast it out, so that it can be cast out. My church has taught us this plenty of times because we are so scared to call out that lust demon, that addiction demon, that depression demon, that poverty demon, and other demons that has been attacking us for so long. Instead, we try to beat around the bush about it, and we actually end up giving it more power when we speak to it so casually. So no, we ain't doing that no more. Tell that addiction spirit, addiction spirit, look, don't say it like this, y'all, but be, but tell that addiction spirit, I demand that you come out in the name of Jesus right now and have a firm voice with it. Because if you speak to it so casually instead of specifically, it's not going to turn its head to you. It's not going to remove itself. It's going to be like, what? Huh? You talking to me? Mm-mm, you, you ain't talking to me. Look at Jesus when he healed the demon-possessed boy in Mark 9. He said, listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak, he said, I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. So God spoke to that thing specifically because he addressed it. You spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak, come out right now. And that's what we have to do. We have to use that power and authority that God gave us and speak loudly and speak with firmness to that demon that is causing us to lapse or relapse backtrack backslide all of these different things we have to speak to it firmly and tell it to get out of our way and so number three is i want to address prayer and fasting so jesus even tells us that in mark 9 as well after the demon flee from the possessed boy the disciples asked jesus hey why can we cast out the evil spirit and jesus replied this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting so sometimes there's going to be demons who will not move at the sound of your voice. And as you grow in your faith, so will the demons. I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but it is true. 
they will as you're getting stronger as you're growing with God so are they growing and they're coming from many directions well they're coming from one direction and fleeing from many and they're coming in many different ways and in many different forms and that's why it's so vital that you have strong faith in a prayer life because it will be your faith that will make the devil flee it'll be your prayer it'll be that sacrifice that you give to god so that you can fully commit that will make the enemy mad enough to flee from you because now he has no control over your spirit see now your spirit begins to overpower the flesh it's so powerful y'all it's so powerful what will happen when you fast and pray not just for your personal gain of blessings but the authority that god gives you that will begin to take root in your spiritual life to where nothing that the enemy tries to you gonna you gonna be 10 10 steps ahead you're gonna be 10 steps ahead of the enemy and there's nothing that he is going to do that is going to make you want to leave God and turn another way when you are so rooted in the things of God and you're so rooted in your prayer life and in your fasting life. And I'm rooting for you, okay? Any of my listeners who may want to break free but don't know how to get free, I want you to know that God doesn't want us to go through the same cycles year after year. He wants to give you a peace of mind. It isn't his will to have you depressed, stressed out, and worried. Trust me, those aren't the feelings that he wants to give you. He wants you to break free in this season. And I'm going to leave y'all with this. I love Kiara Shear's song, Free. And I encourage you to go listen after this episode because she is singing to God about being free from these different bondages that not only she has experienced, but the ones we experience in our everyday lives. And as she is singing, she tells God, if I am yours, I am free. So if you know that you are God's child, if you know that you are God's daughter, if you know that you're a kingdom kid, if you know that you are a kingdom son, I want you to believe that you are free from brokenness. You are free from what family has said about you. You are free from what friends have spoke about you. You are free from what generational curses are traveling through your bloodline. It all stops with you today, right now. Speak that thing. Declare it. Do what it is that you need to do. Get it in your spirit. Feel it in your spirit. And I want you guys to have a good rest of your week. I am praying for you guys. I am praying that you just break free. You're going to break free in this season. I'm claiming it. You are going to break free. If you're scared to claim it, I'm going to claim it for you. You will break free in this season. I don't know what you guys are struggling with, but you will break free from it. It has no power over you. God is getting ready to do some amazing things. He's getting ready to heal you in the way that you truly need to be healed. He's not going to heal you for a small amount of time to ha- and where you're going to go back to your old lifestyle. Nah, you're going to be healed for real this time. Playtime's over where you're going to be healed, sis. So I'm claiming it. I'm claiming it for you. I want you guys to have a blessed week. And I will see you guys next Wednesday. Bye.